0: You're listening to the Packer Net Podcast Network. It
1: is time. It is time. They can't be Packers.
0: No. Are you crazy? You're listening to Cheese and Packers, a project powered by the PackerNet Podcast Network. I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Follow me on Twitter at J.J.L.A.H.E.Y. to stay up today on all things Packers or to submit questions for this show. I have a guest on today, Brian Moffey. He's been on here before, and we are going to be talking about sort of the uh, minimum thresholds that the Packers are looking for at a few different positions. Now, the intent for today was for us to get through uh four different position groups. We only made it through two of them because the conversation uh got to be so good and so in depth. Really enjoyed um you know what we had to learn from Brian as we get closer to the draft. Um I, I fully intend to have Brian back on here for a couple more position groups. Um, but as we get closer to the draft, I'm realizing that we're starting to run out of time. <laughs> We've only got a one month until the NFL draft. So at my normal scheduling rate, that gives us just four episodes to basically cover every position group that we think is important. Why am I saying we? I'm just talking to the third person about myself as a, as a plural. All right. The, <laughs> the position, position groups that I think are important to cover. For the Packers draft, uh, wide receiver and tight end, obviously top of mind for most people. And that year, this includes me. Uh, I know in, in past years, I have really pushed back a lot on the, we need to draft a wide receiver hype. I think that we are in a, a pretty serious spot of need right now for pass catcher. I think that the, group of guys that we have for Aaron to be th- or for Jordan to be throwing to right now is utterly insufficient. Um I I don't think that it is putting him in a position right now just with what we have to succeed and to give us a, an accurate evaluation of what he can do. So I do think that adding to both the wide receiver and tight end position groups is really really important. I mean you really Essentially have Christian Watson and then, you know, however much you think you're going to get from Romeo Dobbs and Josiah DeGuara and that's basically it. Um, yes, there are other human beings on the roster with wide receiver or tight end next to their name, but there are really only three viable options, and you know the serious questions that I have about Romeo Dobbs and even Christian Watson heading into season two. Uh, now, that doesn't mean like red flags that I'm like, oh man, we got to really be scared for this. But just, I really think it's important for us to be realistic about the pieces that we are surrounding Jordan with as we are trying to make an evaluation of what he can be for us going into the future. And Brian Goodkins even mentioned, what day was it? Monday, I think, of this week. He was asked if they are planning to pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option. And I, for me, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that they really had to do that. And Brian really pushed back and, and sort of intimated that that decision has not yet been made about if they are going to pick up his fifth year option. So anyways, just a ton, a ton of evaluation needed for Jordan love. And so I, I really like setting the stage here with what is required by the Packers in the uh, wide receivers that they are drafting. And I think at least some part of next week's episode or, or just the next episode that I do is going to be focused on taking this information, taking the, um, you know, what what are these minimum thresholds that we're going to learn about from Brian today as it applies to these two positions. And then also the edge rusher position, I think is another, probably the third most important, for the Packers to be concerned about with this draft class and taking those three and, and probably some other position groups as well and taking it to the next step and saying, all right, th- these are the, these are the guys that the Packers are going to be, um, most likely targeting. And of those and maybe a slightly expanded group, sure, this guy is tall enough and fast enough and strong enough, but what other uh predictors of success do we have that we can evaluate um for example although i did not like what i personally saw uh in the college tape for christian watson the numbers all indicated that he was going to be probably a successful nfl wide receiver and and i think that that is really important so um as i was starting to say Leading up to the draft, I may kind of beef up my recording schedule and do more than one episode a week just to kind of get through a lot of this information. Um, and I'm, w- once the NFL draft passes, um, my intent then is to, uh, go back to the once a week schedule and not, uh, not be going all gangbusters evaluating these guys really quickly the way I did last year. But we have uh, four weeks between now and the NFL draft. I feel pretty confident in saying that that I'm going to produce more than four podcasts. But we're going to hop into this uh, conversation that I recorded with Brian. Uh, he's a smart guy. I, I think that you guys will learn a lot from his wisdom and the hard, hard work that he puts in um, uh, logging and evaluating all of this information about – every prospect in the draft. Um, he's an absolute animal and a workhorse machine and uh, definitely admire the effort uh, that he puts into things. So here we go. All right. He is Brian Maffey. He is the uh, co-host of the Go Dads Go podcast with the one and only Robin Adams. Good dude, two good dudes who host a good podcast. Um, I actually had the pleasure of being on the Go Dads, pod, Go Dads Go podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, it was a lot of fun. Brian, thank you for coming on here. Uh, we had you on, oh gosh, I guess it was already a couple months ago, um, to give us a sort of a sneak peek <laughs> at what the process was going to be like of trying to find Packers prospects in this upcoming draft. So we're a lot closer now, and pretty much the entire uh, Packers audience has shifted their minds over when they're not thinking about the Aaron Rodgers trade (laughs) to this upcoming draft. So Brian, we're going to talk about Packer guys, uh, Packer prospects here. And specifically, I I think most people are generally aware that they, that the Packers have thresholds that they like players to hit. Um, But usually that awareness comes from, Somebody tweeting, hey, I really like this guy. And then somebody else comes in, oh, the Packers would never draft him because X, Y, Z. And then the person <laughs> who tweeted that in the first place is like, well, I don't freaking know, dude. I don't know what the these you know, seemingly arbitrary thresholds even are. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to hone in on just a, a few position groups here uh, today and then probably try and have you back on again um, in the next uh, few weeks to break down yep. some other position groups. Let's start with wide receiver, Brian. Talk yeah. to me about what are the, um, the 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 minimum thresholds that it seems like the packers generally require mm-hmm. in any of the guys that they're going to target at least early
1: Well, yeah, so um you know like I, I think I was messaged dMD earlier or whatever that goody's a little more flexible than uh, Ted Thompson was Ted Thompson was pretty strict on his um, his thresholds were pretty much every position, but uh, especially wide receivers. Um, Goody's been a little more flexible, uh, but he's still, he's different though. Cause he likes the bigger guys. Um, but still, I would say, um, you know, you're, I mean, Amari Rogers was the shortest one he's drafted, obviously. And he was five, nine. So, right. um, I would say Goody doesn't really care too much about height. Um, although I, you know, it's, it's more about weight. I think he's even said that, um, post draft after he drafted Amari Rogers, when they asked him about it, he said it wasn't really his height that they worried about It's his weight, his bulk. And, um, so that's more kind of more their thing. Um, so it's usually about 190 pounds or heavier. They like, um, give or take a couple pounds, you know, they'll, if, if, if Goody has basically said, if there's someone that's like really special, they'll kind of bend it for them. So, you know, if there's someone really special in the early rounds, they like, like, um, you know, weighs 188 pounds, 190 pounds. They'll bend it for that guy. But, um, I, I think,
0: I think they would like me. I'm over 190 pounds. So they probably would like me a lot.
1: Yes. I'm same here. I'm actually over, I'm 200 pounds. So it's, I'm good there. I'm, I'm at the weight they like, you, you look skinny. You must be tall. Yeah. Six foot. Okay.
0: All right. I'm not, I'm not quite six foot.
1: It's okay. You're close.
0: Amari did fall out outside of what is kind of traditionally considered to be, you know, the, the Packers height requirement. And that mm-hmm. maybe that is more of a, a soft threshold, but if you remove Amari from the equation, generally everybody does fall into a certain height category, and
1: and what is that? Uh, generally, it's five or eleven or taller. Um, yeah, I'd say generally five or eleven or taller.
0: Okay, all right. So we're, so we're looking for a minimum of 5'11", 190 pounds, and really that you know if if you are measuring in on the on the small side of both of those, that might be a bit of a negative that you'd like at least one of those to be a number that you feel relatively comfortable with.
1: Yeah. Especially the weight. And like I said before, Goody kind of is more, more particular on the, on the bulk, the weight. So like if a guy's like five eleven, one ninety five, five eleven, two hundred 200 pounds, and it's, it's not going to be an issue for him. Sure.
0: Okay. So what, what, what are the other uh, wide receiver thresholds? Okay. looking Okay.
1: So also, um, so it's kind of Goody is kind of stuck to more that Ted really didn't really care too much about was arm length. Um, outside of Amari, Every wide receiver he's drafted has had at least 32-inch arms. Um, so I would say look for, a bare minimum, I'd say like 31-and-a-half-ish. So if you got okay. some guys, like I know, uh, I think one of your, was it, I think it was one of your favorite guys, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, his arms are like 30 inches, so that's fine. I'm pretty sure he's off their board just because he's got so kind short of,
0: Kind of t- T-Rex arms is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, basically. Especially for that height, you know I mean? He's got the same length. arm length as uh, Tank Dell. Tank Dell is 5'8". So that kind of tells us okay. something. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's something Goody's kind of stuck to his arm length. Um, and then also – like- by the
0: way, so we're, 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 with these positions, we're going to go through kind of what the thresholds are first, and then we're going to say, okay, who in this draft class meets this criteria? Because um, uh, Jacob Morley made a great point on Twitter <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago that – if you look at, um, you know, what, what at least Jacob considers to be all the Packers thresholds, that there basically were like five guys in, in the what the wide receiver position last year in the whole draft that met all of what Jacob considered to be those thresholds. And four of those five are currently on the Packers roster today. So it, it, it's not that, uh, you know, this is the be all and end all, but it can be something that you you want to pay attention to as you're looking at guys in this draft.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And then his the, the specials he talked about is more, more specific to the early rounds, um, especially the first, second, third round type of stuff. Um for sure. you know, if you want to get delve into the day three guys, they're a little more a little more flexible. Um but yeah, like I was saying, um like they like guys with decent verticals, um, you know, around thirty four plus vertical jumps around there. Um, and then the broad jumps, especially is important for them, you know, over ten, they like that. And then um like your forty times. They like four or five plus or faster I should say um and then of course that three cone drill they love those three cones um anyway in the low low sevens faster like like 7 point oh you know 7.05 7.04 or faster preferably even faster actually the, the is what they like.
0: Okay, you said you said uh, seven point. What was it for the for the? 13?
1: Well, like well, like for example, like again, back to him. Mario Rogers, he's probably the slowest one that is uh, drafted. And he was seven point oh seven. That's 7.07. that's still a little okay. on the high side. Um, so it's usually like 7.01, 7.02, something like that, or faster.
0: Okay, okay, very good. So we got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points of information. We're we're kind of trying to <laughs> triangulate here. We got the weight, the height arm length, your vertical jump, your broad jump, your 40 time, and your three cone. And we know the three cone is one that they care about a lot.
1: Big time. Yeah, even back to Ted Thompson.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we're looking for from a physical standpoint here?
1: Um, Not too much. I mean, they care about the short shuttle a little bit, or yeah, short shuttle a little bit, um, just because it's an agility drill, kind of like the three cone, but just they're not as, um, how uh, would you say, like hardcore in the thresholds of it uh they're a little more flexible on those. Like they'll go for guys for like four uh four two five basically are faster, which is kinda of, four two five is kinda of like average ish. So yeah so but like I wouldn't really too worry too too much about short shuttle unless it's really bad. Um if you're getting okay. like a guy with a four point five short shuttle that's bad and then it's he's probably pretty much off their board. Um there's actually cool. recently recently I took off uh Elijah Higgins from uh Stanford off their board because his his uh short shuttle was like four five five or something like that. So
0: Oh, that's so sad. I was just I was watching him uh, yesterday and, and and really feeling uh, excited about uh, what I thought he could do. So uh, I, I hate to hear that. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? The, the other thing is that uh, some of these other metrics, like the uh, the three cone and the forty, uh, that might take me off the Packers board. I, I I know I have the required weight, right? But I don't know if my if my forty time and my three cone are good enough. I I might be off their board entirely. But you have the arm length, right? I have never had my arms measured. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, generally speaking, you know, you, you think about like what, you know, your wingspan, but that also takes into account like your chest right? width. So exactly. I don't, I don't know, you know, so I, I, I should get my arms measured. Yeah,
1: You should have your wife measure your arms.
0: <laughs> I guess, I guess when I got, uh, when I got married and they fitted me for my tux, they would have measured my arms at that point, but I don't, yeah. I don't remember what that was. Maybe I have it in an email from the, uh, the tuxedo shop. I could go, <laughs> back and, and revisit maybe we'll revisit that in a future podcast okay <laughs> so uh l- l- let's talk about guys in this draft class sadly excluding elijah higgins who do mate uh meet these thresholds right
1: um so there's there's actually a decent amount of guys um pro are still kind of going on i mean to kind of wrapping up but there's still a number mm-hmm. of pro going gone so the, those number of guys that don't have complete athletic profiles especially like um the the, te- the drills and the tests that the packers really hone in on um, but for the most part, their guys are pretty much done. Um, so like one of my favorite guys in the class, Jonathan Mingo, he really fits their profile. Um, you know, he's okay. six, he's almost six you know, ran a four, four, six, you know, he's got a good broad jump protocol, all that stuff. Uh, he still doesn't have his, does not have his pro day. So he hasn't done his, uh, short subtles and that stuff yet, but on film, he's pretty quick anyway. So I, I'm not really too worried about that. Um, another guy like, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton from, um, West Virginia uh he really fits their profile he's another one of those big 63 you know um 220 you know guys that he runs a uh, he ran a 438 you know he's got all those explosion agility drills he fits all those perfectly uh, at least athletically um uh Andre Yosovas from um Princeton he fits too he his, he passes all those drills um he tested somewhat similar to um Christian Watson um not as, mm-hmm. as not as athletic but up there pretty close um, who is
0: as athletic as Christian Watson? To be fair,
1: right. I mean, Come he's mind. pretty close. Though. I mean, he was like a nine something. So like Christian wasn't, so he's up there. Um, uh, let's see what else we got. We got uh, A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. He fits too. Oh, love A.T. Perry. Right know, right. He's one of my favorite guys. I wish he was a little bit heavier, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's he fits six three or so almost eight, six, a couple. Couple cheeseburgers will will fix that. <laughs> right. A couple cheeseburgers, maybe maybe three or four. Yeah. Uh, so he's like six four, almost two hundred pounds. He ran a four four seven. Got all the drills and We still need to get his, drill, his drills from his pro day, but um, otherwise he fits. Um, the guy we've talked about before and other people talk about, Rasheed Rice from uh, SMU. He fits. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially just like
0: R- – R- Rasheed Rice is, is a fun guy to watch because he's um, one of the uh, few guys that we've talked about so far that I, I think you could make the case for that he, he fits – some of the build of what you your, your makeup, what you're looking for, in like that, you know, kind of true, uh, x receiver in the NFL, um, the that that maybe could be a little bit complementary to the pieces we currently have on the roster. Um, I I I like what he what he does, and he's he's a, a pretty explosive playmaker too.
1: Yeah, he's like uh, from this class, he's one of the most Packer Packer of Packer type receivers. Um, you yeah. know, he's 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 a big dude, he's well not that big, but he's like 6'1", 204. You know, he runs a 4-5, he's explosive, he's quick. Um, he's got experience playing inside and outside. You know, he's physical, he's a blocker. He you know, he'll get yak. Um, he's not super fast, but he's, so his speed is okay. He he's yeah, like I said, he's one of the most packer packer packers in this class.
0: And and SMU is one of those schools that the Packers do pay a lot of attention to and and bring guys in from SMU uh, I think it's been a while since they drafted a guy at SMU um, they've done it at least once in like the last five years or so well, certainly the last 10 years they've they've drafted a guy out of there but they have also brought in some um, some uh, free agents yep. who played at SMU so the, it, it's it's a program that they do pay attention to um, more than others in in my opinion
1: yeah for sure they do um, another guy actually who kind of fits all those speeds not that great. Was on Dontavian Don Wicks from Virginia. Um, just his, okay, his yeah, his size profile six one, six one, almost 6'2", 206. two oh six. He's got the thirty two inch arms. Um, the only thing is, he ran a four six two at the combine. Um, I I believe he ran again at his pro day and it was like a four five five or something like that, or four five flat, something like four um, five. But then he
0: w- Wicks is not a guy who's been very much on my radar up until now. I've I've watched you know a couple highlights from him have not paid much attention to him up until now. Do you, Is this a guy that you like?
1: Yeah, I like him. Um, or does like... he just kind of just only meet the threshold? <laughs> no, it's both. I mean, he, like I said, I wish he was a little bit faster, although he did like I said, he did test a little bit better at his pro day. Um, but he plays like a good, he plays faster than he times. Um, and he, you know, the guy that kind of fixed, fits like the Packers profile, what they like in the receivers. Um, he's a physical player. He's like a good blocker. Um, he'll get yak. Um, if you go back and if you can, I don't know if you have access to it. But if, the All Twenty Two film from uh, Virginia and um, Illinois from earlier this year. Him and um, Devin Witherspoon went at it. They they were going at it. It was it was a good matchup. They were fighting, and they were you know Devin Witherspoon wins sometimes, you know, um, and then um, uh, Dontavian Wicks would win sometimes, and they were just getting physical, and that was a, it was a really good matchup.
0: All right, I'm going to have to uh, Go back and see if I can get that game because that sounds like fun. I I really like watching Witherspoon. He's a, he's a fun player.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a good. It was a really good matchup. You can tell they were just both going at it. Um, you know, and it wasn't anything disrespectful. They're all like, you know, after the play would be done, they were just like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, good job or whatever. But like during the, during the play, like they were getting physical. It was it was good. It was not. Nice. It was good. Um. All right. A couple other guys like you could say, uh, Setter Tillman from Tennessee fits. He's another like yeah, big, tall really dude. Like Tillman that they like. He's got the long arms. Um, yeah. And he's, he's, he, and again, he didn't run that fast. He ran four five four. but another guy that kind of plays faster than he runs. Um, question for you. So Tillman's
0: teammate, Jalen Hyatt, if it weren't for the weight, <laughs> cause he's Hyatt's Hyatt's a, a more slender dude. If it weren't for the weight, um, does Hyatt meet everything else that you're looking for?
1: Uh, outside of the weight, I believe, I haven't, I haven't haven't looked at his arm length lately. Um, but I'm pretty sure his arm was, arm length was okay. Um, so yeah, outside of the, him being about 30 pounds underweight. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's so the, the number I have is that he's 185 pounds. Are you saying he's lighter than that? Yeah. At the
1: combine, he was 171. I think it was.
0: All right, I got to update my database. One seventy one. Yeah, dang. Yeah, the combine. He was. I I have heard the Packers really like him, but that that is that, he is skinny.
1: Yeah, that's why I kind of uh, yeah. Uh, and there was that was rumored at the combine too. I think I believe it was that came out like a couple other people had reported, like Justin Muscato had reported or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like it's something that's kind of out there, all over the place. So I kind of I kind of feel like it's just something that they're they're putting out there to push him up to push someone else down, type of thing. Um uh, cause, sure. 'cause knowing that teams will do that. 'Cause he just he's just so far off their way through thresholds it kinda doesn't it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Alright, that yep. That that, that is interesting. I, I I I can see the things that you would really like about Jalen Hyatt. I think he's a really good football player, but when I watch him I'm always a little bit holding my breath when he get, he gets tackled. I'm just like, Don't break him, don't break him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna get a yak really unless he has like a free a free um free lane type of thing. He's not going to juke sense. somebody out. He's not going to be get physical with him. It's just if he has a straight lane, he'll run it. But otherwise, he's not going to get yak. Before
0: we move on to tight end, are there any other wide receivers that really should be on our radar? Uh, the, the guys we have talked about so far, we got Rasheed Rice, A.T. Perry, Cedric Tillman, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Oh, man, you got to help me with the, the – how how you say last name on Andre? Andre Yosevich. Yo- Yosevich. Yo- Yo- Yosef Vash. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. It was, yeah, luckily I found, cause I had found that out there on someone I put out there on Twitter. And that's the only reason I know how to pronounce it.
0: Yosef Vash. Okay. Yeah. And then we got the Jonathan Mingo, one of your favorites mm-hmm. and Dontavian Wicks. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, seven guys. Is there anybody else um, that that needs to be on our radar? By the way, <laughs> I'm, I have a handy little column here as I've filtered it down to just these seven guys. Uh-huh. looks like the worst RAS out of this, um, seven man group is a nine one four for Dontavian Wicks. Everybody else is pretty high nines. So that's, uh, you know, no concerns there. Yeah, all. it's definitely
1: a goody thing. He likes his guys with the high, his highest athletic scores, especially as wide receivers. You know, like I said before, he likes them taller than even Ted did. Um, outside of Armani uh, Rogers, you know, they've all been, you know, 6 2 ish, you know, plus. So, um, I'm trying to think of any other guys. Um, what about um, talk to me
0: about Quentin Johnson? What what in Quentin Johnson's physical profile um, sort of excludes him from this group because he's one of the the biggest hottest names out there? We already talked about JSN doesn't make the cut because of arm right. length. What about Quentin Johnson? Um,
1: actually, nothing really. It's just there's not enough test. I don't have enough testing on him yet. That's the only reason I don't Quentin. have these. I don't have him on my athletic list per se for the Packers. Uh, but I mean, otherwise, there's. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be there. Um, I just yeah, that I can think of. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's done any testing. Um, he can do any testing at the combine, from what I can remember. Um, I think because of an injury or something like that. Um, what about what about another guy
0: that I really like, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State?
1: I, I love Hutchinson, uh, but just his his athletic, um, testing doesn't match up to the Packers. Um, I think his RAS was like a five, or something like that. Um, as a player, well, I like. Remember,
0: I have a seven, 7.35, um, according to, oh, man, over, uh, I remember. to, uh, um, to, to, to the website. Right. The but
1: then he also has kind of short arms, which is kind of weird. Um, he has 31 inch arms, but which kind of weird because the way he plays, oh, yeah, he I plays agree. like he can make these Odo Beckham level type catches where it's like one handed and sure. all this crazy, um, <clears throat> what do you call it? Uh, catch radius despite his, you know, 31 inch arms. Um but yeah, some of those other testing just wasn't um good enough. I think I think this is agility testing wasn't good enough for the Packers. So that's why I have them off the their board. Um it's a player I like and I, I would hope that they would, you know, fingers crossed that they take him, but I really don't think they will.
2: We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So US Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
0: Okay, all right, uh, let's talk about tight end. When you're looking at tight end, um, the, the way that I tend to evaluate tight ends is actually relatively similar to the way that I evaluate wide receivers, except you're looking for a completely different uh, physical make up entirely uh, so we probably have to throw basically everything we just talked about out of the window right? pretty much with the, uh, let's, 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 yeah let's, let's figure out yeah because
1: it's yes yeah, pretty much as far as the packers they're really weird that way um i've even talked to some other people about it like i've talked to uh Kent Lee Plotty, the guy who you know created the ras about it they're they're really weird about it like it's the one pos- one of the maybe like two positions where they just draft a bunch of dudes with like average athleticism it's it's you know they're all like six, seven, five, four RAS scores. It's, it's really, it's, it's pretty weird. Um So
0: this is good news for uh, Michael Mayer fans since he came in at a seven, five, eight uh substantially lower than guys like uh Sam LaPorta and Darnell Washington or, or half the other guys <laughs> who are in most people's top 10.
1: Well, actually I got good news for you on Mayer because he had his pro day recently and he got some really good agility scores. So that pushed his RAS sco- score up to 8.8.
0: Oh, awesome! All right, I guess I need to update. Uh, so I, I i pulled um I pulled the RAS numbers. I probably like just just uh, like three days mm-hmm. ago, but I guess Mayers had his pro day since then. Yeah, so time to time to update that yeah. again.
1: But that's, that's one of those special things. The Packers. I'm pretty sure it's going to change this year. Um, it, it kind of almost just has to. There's just so many athletic tight ends in this class. I don't see them passing up these these really athletic guys. Um. And of course, has mm-hmm. only drafted two since he's been here or since he's been GM um, Sternberger and DeGuara. Sternberger, of course, was, you know, he is what he was. Uh, Bad football player. Yeah. yeah. And then DeGuara was a borderline, almost a seven RAS. Um, and so, like I said, there's like, as far the bunch, there's a bunch of guys. There's like, there's a guys that have got from, um, there's about 13 guys with at least an 8.3 RAS or better. So that fit like the Packers profile as far as like size and other stuff. Um, Sure. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to change this year, as far as where they drop one or two or three or whatever. How many tight ends they draft? Uh, you're going to see more athletic guys. Um. So what at at, at tight end? Are there any
0: uh, benchmarks that we can just definitively say, like, dude, rule out any tight ends who are under X number of players. right?
1: Yeah, the the weight is one thing. Um, they like their guys two forty five or heavier. Um. But they prefer, like, especially like 250 or heavier, or at least close to 250. Um, yep, and they like them, you know, preferably 6'4, but they'll take some 6'3 guys if they see them, like, as like, an H-back, like this, like with the Guara. Uh, but generally, you're looking sure. at like for 6'4 or taller. Um, and like I said, yeah, like I said, the weight, um, 40 time that they don't really they don't care really about 40 time. I mean, they've, if you remember back, they had, um, if you remember Richard Rogers. He ran a four, eight, seven, they had him, oh, yeah. you know, and then, and the other guys, you know, that ran four, sevens, a lot of guys four it's like four, seven or faster. Basically you want to look, or you want to okay. look for four, seven, five or faster is what they're looking at. Um, and then kind of average agility drills. They're looking, you know, seven, seven, one, five, seven, two or faster, or something like that. So, you know, um, on the three, on the three yeah, cone. on the three cone. And then just kind of average, you know, explosion at least, um, yeah, it's just one of the positions they're really weird about. They're really not too, too particular about outside of a couple, couple benchmarks here and there. I
0: I think when I am looking at tight ends, this is one of the positions more than any other, where I really factor in your college PFF grade, because it seems like out of any of the, uh, you know, numbers that you can look at that are any kind of predictive, you go back and look at, uh, at, tight end draft classes over the years. Most of the guys who have really panned out and become good NFL tight ends, which is such a small sample size. There's no good NFL mm-hmm. tight ends all had really good uh, PFF grades in college. So a lot of positions, I, I think, you know, it, it is fair to say, okay, you know, take those PFF grades with some grain of, of salt tight end. I give a lot more weight to it than other positions uh, when I'm, when I'm trying to scout in the draft.
1: Hmm. I haven't
0: looked into that. I thought about that. It's interesting. See, uh, guy that I have big questions about in this tight end class, and and really most people have questions about him because you got like no testing data. Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. What do you know about him as an athlete? Because uh, I know next to nothing other than I put on the I put on his uh, his tape. And he looks fast. He looks explosive. And all I have is the eye test. <laughs> of. Do you have anything?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much he, he is. Uh, I don't know. He's you know he's got good speed. He's pretty fast. Um, he's kind of more of a linear player. He's not really super quick. Um, I mean his jellies are okay. They should, at least they should they would be okay probably if he tests. I don't think he's in test at all. Um, you know, but he's more of a linear player. He's you know he gets spill out in the slot a lot. Uh, you know he's not much of a blocker. Uh but easy, you know, your athletic kind of pass catcher, you know, tight end that you split out and just have to go to work and play with the middle of the field to get you, you know, 10 yards of catch, 15 yards of catch, stuff like that. Sure. Okay. Uh who
0: are who are some uh tight ends that you think make the most sense as Packers targets that we should be um, paying special attention to? Obviously everybody knows the really big names in this draft class, but as Goody has mentioned, it's a it's a pretty deep tight end class. A lot of uh, day two and day three picks that are absolutely worth putting on your right. roster.
1: Yeah, um, a couple of my favorites that are packery type guys that fit. Um, Tucker Craft from uh, North Dakota, no, South Dakota sorry mm-hmm. South Dakota love him. Um, yeah, yep. he's a packery. He's a packery guy, and of course he's pretty athletic. Um, you know he's an all around tight end. He can catch. He can block. He's pretty pretty well built. Like he's a pretty big dude. If you watch this film, he's like he's almost he's like almost wide like an offensive lineman. Like, when you see him out there, he's pretty, he's pretty big. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Sam Laporta, because Iowa, of course, right? Uh, I don't think he plays exactly.
0: I was really surprised how much I liked Sam Laporta when I started mm-hmm. watching him play. Because I, I honestly, I, I went in with some kind of low expectations, and I had heard all these people talking him up. And I'm like, all right, all these Iowa fans. But, but the Packers do like the really? Iowa tight ends. Okay, I'm going to watch him. And I was... I, honestly right away i just kind of fell in love with what i was seeing
1: yeah he was hampered partially because of his offense and the quarterback he played with it kind of hurt him a little bit um yeah the the worst
0: (laughs) offense in uh in like what the one footballer
1: (laughs) uh yeah yeah, basically yeah um (laughs) yeah so but i don't think he plays exactly up to his testing he still plays pretty athletic um but you know he ran like a four or five nine i don't i don't really think he plays that fast but i mean still he's a pretty fast he's a pretty athletic dude you know he's a good receiver Um he's an okay blocker. He can still get better, but he's okay. Um, uh, you know, your Iowa tight ends are usually a little bit better blockers, but he's okay. Um, but he's a good receiver. And then um a guy that I've liked for for a couple years, but he kept going back to school was uh Josh Weil from Cincinnati. Um I was actually he was on my on my board on my in my um in my eye back in 2020, if you want to think back that far back. Um so he's another, but he's kind of more of a tall You know, 6'6", 250-pound guys. Um, He's kind of more of a split-out slot type of, um, you know, seam guy. Um, But he's actually a decent blocker. he's a a big boy. um, For his size, but he's not great. Um, I wouldn't use him in line too much. Um, So I don't know how great of a fit he is with Packers. Um,
0: Slightly better pass blocker than run blocker, which I found interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, because, I mean, uh, what's it called? Uh, Cincinnati, I use them more in, in the slot anyway. Um, you know, unattached okay. or whatever. Um, So, yeah, so I'm not sure if he's a great fit for the Packers as far as how they usually tend to drive, use their tight ends. They usually pretty like to use them like they're wise, in line, attached to, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, But a, another guy that I kind of, I watched that I kind of like, I don't think he's great, but I think he's a very Packers type receiver as far as traditionally what they draft would be uh, Davis Allen from Clemson. Um, You know, he's like six six, two forty five. 245. Clemson used him all over the place. They use them like H back, they use them like a fullback, they use them in the slot, they use them attached. So he can do all kinds of different stuff and they use him around and he'll you know, he, he's he's not that fast. He's a four eight guy. Um, you know, but he's got decent agilities, you know, he's got good explosions, so um, he's got long arms, like I said, and he can block, he can do a little bit of everything. So he's kind of a very packery packery type guy.
0: Davis Allen is the first tight end that you've mentioned that is outside of my top mm-hmm. ten. Uh, he comes in at fourteen for me out of i i, I have twenty one tight ends that I like enough to rank uh so he comes in at fourteen to me um everybody else that you mentioned is uh inside the top ten the the lowest was Tucker craft who was exactly mm-hmm. at ten um but uh generally it seems like you and I tend to like some of the same types of tight ends yeah he
1: just like I don't love him but I just mean I think he's a decent guy he's a, he's a solid player and I think he'd be a good number two type tight end and he's just like the just his, just his film just makes me think of Packers, if that makes sense. yeah.
0: Um, one, one of the taller tight ends here. Looks yeah, 6'6". Like six, six, six. Six, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then <laughs> there's also Payne Durham. He's very much a Packers type receiver. Um, you know, a big, uh-huh. strong dude who's not that fast. Um, you know, um, Purdue kind of did misuse him. They used him in the slot a lot he's, he's not a slot guy. He's not a, a guy you're going to want to split out, running up the seam stuff. He's cause he's not fast. I and mean, he they should have played him in line more. Um, but you know, he's not a great athlete. He was a six, four, seven RAS. So he fits like their usual type. Um, but I hope that, I hope that they go, they go, they go more athletic this year. Um,
0: and then there's, let me get your opinion on my least favorite tight end. I, I don't understand the hyper on this guy. Maybe you like him and you can kind of shine a light for me on on what's special about this kid. <laughs> right I don't hate him, but I do just did you like
1: him? Uh he got way too much hype on him um early in the draft process.
0: I don't know where the hype came from. It's I don't from his
1: it. to, all of two games he played in this past season. He he uh who was it was BYU and who else was the team he played against? Um can't I who it was, but he, he tore up those two teams. Not even like super, like, it's not like he was had 100 plus yards in those games, but he had like 60 yards, 70 yards, something like that in those games, and like a couple of touchdowns. Uh, so it looked like he was going to have a big year, and then he got injured. And people are like, well, if he had played the whole year, if he played the whole year, it's like, well, that's two games. That's a really small sample size to go off. You can't go off in two games. Right. And then if you go back to the 2021 film, he he was okay. He had like, uh, I want to say 300 something yards uh, receiving like.
0: I thought he was okay at best in 2021. By the by the way, I just looked up Fresno State. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I Eight knew it was a
1: small teams. it was one of the, those group of five teams. I just going not think of who it was. Um but yeah,
0: he tore those Yeah, he had What's that? In, in those two games in those two games he had eighty-nine and eighty yards respectively against Boise State and Fresno right. State. And that came on uh uh seven targets, six receptions, Eight targets, five yeah. receptions. And
1: if you watch it, some of them were like broken plays where he was just kind of there and the quarterback just dumped it off to him type stuff. Um,
0: I feel like that's his entire career highlight reel is broken Well, plays. most of his
1: highlight careers, career highlights was just this past season. Like if you look up highlights, right. even though you know you shouldn't just go off highlights, if you look Google highlights for him, it's like all those 2022 games because like I said, in 2021, he didn't do a lot. Um, he had like 300 something yards um, and like I think two touchdowns, three touchdowns, something like that um so yeah i think just he just got overhyped plus the you know the expected um numbers people thought he was gonna run the combine people were talking about him running a 4-4 at the combine and oh my god you know this guy is gonna be so good he's gonna be a top 15 to pick and i was like whoa 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 like he's okay (laughs) but you guys are freaking out about nothing and i think it's kind of calmed down a little bit but um people are still way overhyped on him um Hey, may, maybe he will be a stud. I just
0: haven't seen anything yet to suggest that he will be a stud.
1: See, like the thing with him is, I think people don't understand what his skill set is is and what he's going to be able to do in the NFL. Um, the best comp I actually heard from since you know you know me, I'm not really a big comp guy, but the best comp I heard from to him was Mike Asakey. So like, basically hey. a big giant wide receiver. He's going to be playing right. the slot because right. he's not much of a blocker. He's not a very good blocker. You're not going to have him attached to the line very much. Um, so you could say, like, a Mike Gasecki or even, um, uh, what was his name? Um, I forget his name. Who the Packers had. He played in New Orleans for a long time. Um, oh, Jimmy Graham, Graham yeah. Jimmy Graham. Or like a Jimmy, Jimmy Graham type tight end. Um, obviously, not as good statistically. He's not going to be as good as Jimmy Graham was. But that style right. of tight end, that guy's. Hey, maybe
0: he, maybe he could be Packers era. Jimmy that's, that's still
1: not good. <laughs> I was joking, I was so
0: exactly,
1: but yeah, you just gotta understand how to use him. What he's gonna do in the NFL, he's he's not gonna be a guy that's gonna get attached and you know you're gonna use him in the slot and stuff right. like that, and you know get him in space. He's gonna run up the scenes. He's one of the right. scenes. He, he's not gonna get a lot of yak, you know, stuff like that.
0: Uh, what's what's uh, what's Musgrave's weight at the the number I have is 250 pounds. Is that
1: 253? Uh, yeah. So yeah, 253. Okay.
0: So, I mean, you know, that's what you're looking for in a, in a tight end. You want 6'5", 250, just generally speaking across right. the NFL. So he's he's got the size. And and uh, the latest RAS that I had for him was 977. So appealing physical makeup for mm-hmm. the guy, for sure.
1: Yeah, but it's just – I wouldn't say he's plays. I wouldn't say he uh, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane type of guy. But uh, he's just – yeah, like I said, he's, he's not a blocker. He's going to give him a slot. You just got to have a specific – role and plan for him for how you're going to use him get the ball in his hands and stuff like that. All right. Any other
0: uh, tight ends um, that, uh, that you want to talk about on here? Uh, uh, and, and do you want to talk about your guy, <laughs> your defensive end turned fullback? What's his name? Derek, Derek Parrish, Derek Parrish. Yeah. Uh, him.
1: yeah like i, I tweeted about I mean, him
0: because because we're not we're not going to do a, a fullback section uh <laughs> in any of our pods so you know tight end is as good as of- yeah
1: i know because so I, well, I tweeted tweeted about him earlier so um he's kind of an interesting story so he's been at houston for uh i think five years he's been a pass rusher there he's put up actually good numbers if you look at his numbers um this past year he missed he only played i think i think it was four games or five games and he got injured and he missed the rest of the season but he was on a uh, path to like put up big numbers but um but anyway, um, he actually has played. He has experience playing some fullback for Houston um, at times. And um, if you look at his, at his size and athletic profile, it doesn't it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense for the NFL as far as as an edge rusher. He's like six foot, uh, I believe two forty five. Um, he's a good athlete, but again, six foot, about two forty five, and he's got really short arms. He's got twenty nine inch arms. You're not going to be able to rush the passer. Twenty-nine inches of arms. You're just going to just offensive tackles are just going to bury you. Just going to push around right. the around the, the the quarterback, and you're just basically not going to get anything. Um, and he's actually looked okay, decent in the in the um, in the snaps he's gone at fullback. He looks like he can he can be good at it. And so people have been scouts have been talking about it for a while last couple of years, basically that he's probably going to move to fullback um, in the NFL. So that's why I just I just kind of did that fun little thing where I showed his RS score as a fullback.
0: And by the way, just to clear up. I am aware for you, it's a, it's a fun gimmick to talk about, right? He's, he's not like a guy that you're like, come on, green Bay, get Derek Parrish, move him into fullback. It's just, it's a fun thing, right?
1: No. Yeah. It's just a fun thing. It'll happen in the NFL. He'll be a fullback, but I just mean, yeah, it's just a funny thing. It's, you know, it's just one of those interesting, you know, draft stories you see every year. There's some interesting draft story about a player, just something. Yeah. It's interesting that, cause if you look at him, like I said, he's like this little bowling ball, a short little dude, stocky ball <laughs> muscles. He just looks, he he does he doesn't look like an edge rusher at all, um. But yeah, no. he's just this big muscle ball of muscles like. I mean, you see him play. He's just like he's just like um, just a ball of like hands and arms all over the place. Just, <laughs> just crazy.
0: I love it. Okay, Brian, we are out of time for today. We have some a bunch more positions that I think are going to be fun to get into and talk about, um, over the uh, next. Oh, gosh, I mean, we only have a month until the draft, so we got to get mm-hmm. cracking on this. Um, just a little fun thing before we hop off of here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Let's do a quick quarterback thing because we're not expecting the Packers to be in on any of the early quarterbacks at all. Maybe they take Mm -hmm. a a guy two or three, uh, a day two or three guy uh, to be a backup, something like that. I think it makes sense, but let's just real quick. uh, I want to get a comparison between your top quarterbacks in this draft class and mine. So this is uh, (laughs) the, 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 priority here is not which order do you think they'll go in uh-huh. it's brian Maffey the gm and and where you value these guys uh who's your who's your number one quarterback in this draft class it's stroud it's stroud okay yeah. i you know that i'm a big ohio state fan so this was tough yeah. for me i i have bryce young as my qb1 and uh and that was kind of something that i Settled on after I admitted to myself that I don't really like the draft, the quarterback class very much at all. So young is my one. Stroud is your one. Okay. Who's your two? Young. Young. My two is Anthony Richardson. Okay. So who's your three? Uh Richardson. <laughs> okay. So we got the, the same top three. Stroud yeah. is my three. It's a so little different. Yeah. Okay. Those are my only first round quarterbacks. Do you have any more first round quarterbacks or are those three all in the, in the first round for you even?
1: For me, uh, no, I know more than that will go, but for me, no.
0: <laughs> okay. And, and and so Stroud or, uh, uh, Richardson is your three. Is he a first round quarterback talent in your eyes?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Definitely.
0: Okay. So we both only have three day one quarterbacks. All right. Who's your QB four? <sighs>
1: That's such a... Such a crap question. Uh, <laughs> and I guess like I, mean, I, I, I put my rankings out there. there are, the article out there, but I, I think my four was, I think my four was Levis. Okay, my four is Tan, Tanner
0: McKee. I like Tanner
1: McKee a lot. Oh, really? Wow, you like him a lot? <laughs> I do. He's yeah. he's. I, I think he's
0: got some some tools there to work with.
1: He's 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 an old, but yeah.
0: Well, but I mean, you know, you're, I'm I'm not bringing him in probably to be a starter. So, who oh, yeah, Do I, I care not. if my backup is old?
1: <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna care. It's okay.
0: You got Levis at four. I got McKee
1: at four. Who's your five? I think it was Hooker. I think Hooker. I have to. I have to look my my list again. But I forgot because I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think Hooker is number five.
0: My my five is Will Levis. My six is Clayton Tune, and that's like where my list ends.
1: I, I like I like Tune a lot. As far as the, the good quarterbacks in the cl- – the well, the, I should say the decent quarterbacks in the class, yeah. I, I would agree.
0: I, I I really thought early on that I was going to like this quarterback class a lot. But that was also back when I thought that Bo Nix might be in this class.
1: There was so many guys that went back. Nix went back. Um, McCall went back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about him. Yeah, I know. Mr. Mister. I, I bleed I, – I pee teal. Uh, <laughs> that's what he said when he decided <laughs> to come back. He's like, I pee, I pee teal. And everybody's like, uh, you should come and go to the doctor for that.
0: Would you rather pee teal or drink mayonnaise in your coffee? <laughs> uh, keep, drinking mayonnaise. and keep, it, keep in mind that drinking mayonnaise in your coffee might lead to peeing teal.
1: Probably the mayonnaise just because it's not an automatic for sure. <laughs> you <laughs> might, might just drink it and you might be okay.
0: Okay. All right, Brian, thank you so much for hopping on here today. Uh, where can people find you, um, uh, find your, your uh, write-ups and articles on these players? And where can they find you on social media?
1: Oh, all over. So of course, my social media would be my Twitter would be B M A A F I. You know on Twitter. Uh, so anything I've written is uh, all my writing is on a uh, well, yeah, most of my writing is on a uh, ATBNetwork.com. Um, you can find all my writing. And right now, I've been putting out my final rank, uh, positional rankings. I'm almost done. I got like my linebackers, my defensive backs left to come out. That's about it. Um, and then of course, the Chiefs had TV draft guide. Um, I'm doing the the kickers, and then I have a special feature article about uh eight players of the packers will not draft and then okay. and then also my well not really mine but the database i work on that we update almost daily the Ryzen draft database at Risendraft.com, which has all the players in there for this year next year the year after there's yeah, blurbs in there about all the players and everything you can read and you can learn about the 2025 draft picks <laughs>
0: And of course, Packer fans, go listen to the Go Dads Go podcast. It's a fun time. Alright, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. I'm gonna have you back on here real soon and talk about some more priority positions for the Packers.
1: Alright, sounds good.